Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is good to see everyone here today. If this is your first time here at, at Grace, thank you so much for being with us. We have great expectations of what God can do and will do in your life if you are open to the ministry of His Spirit. Praise the Lord. Uh, we have two announcements this morning. Friday, August 18th, the Section 2 Children and Youth Rally will be taking place starting at 7 p.m. And Sunday, August 20th, move the mission sale in the lobby after service. If you would like to bake something, please contact Sister Tanya Coley or scan the QR code on the announcement slide. Praise the Lord. That's all the announcements for this morning. That is awesome. Praise the Lord. You know what also is awesome? The fact that we are here on a Sunday morning with an opportunity to worship God, to praise Him, to let Him know how great He is in our lives and how thankful we are for the mercy and the love that He has shown us. Can we stand to our feet this morning and worship the Lord?
pray. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Oh, wow. 
pursuit of God. He had an experience one night, and he woke up the next morning and said, Surely the presence of the Lord was in this place, but I knew it not. I think often of that time in the Bible with this man, and I've often wondered what else could God have done so Jacob would have recognized the presence of God. What else could God have done? I thought God was real impressive that night in Jacob's life. I thought God was amazing that night in Jacob's life. And to wake up and say, God was here, but I didn't know it. What else could God have done? I'll ask you today, as we have traversed through this time of worship and adoration to the Lord, if you don't recognize him being here, what else could he have done? We've seen worship, we've seen worship manifested, we've seen the presence of God manifested. What else can God do? I think we all need to realize that God is here. God is in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One of the great attributes of God is He's not just here, but all across this nation this morning where people have assembled together. He's there too. He's with the backslider. He's with those that are lost. The presence of God is everywhere. We don't have a market on God. But if He is everywhere, then He's here too. Thank the Lord. So I'm going to ask you today to let the Lord be manifest in your life today. Let Him be manifest. express my, my gratitude. Sister Murph and I can't express our gratitude over all of your kindness that you've shown uh, last night and even, even today. And I just want to say again, I said it last night at our uh, celebration of 30 years, uh, what, a, what a pleasure a privilege it has been to be the pastor of Grace Church. I had a very seasoned, a very experienced evangelist tell me one time, sitting right over there, he whispered during church and he said, if you ever want to resign or retire, let me know. I'd like to be the next pastor of this church. Kind of frustrated me a little bit that I wanted to say, if you want a church like this one, go start you one. That's best way to get the one that you would like to have is to start it yourself. But I felt so honored that somebody else felt like it would be a, an honor to pastor such an amazing church with filled up with such amazing people. And um, I tried to express to several people what this 30-year journey has, has meant and the celebration of it last night. And even to a very limited degree today, I guess, uh, to celebrate it today. But uh, the, the fulfillment that I feel on the inside, there's just, there's a feeling I can't describe. I don't know the words for it. I'll have to think about it a while, I guess. But just to have been here this long on this journey and to see what God has done. Uh, there's people here this morning that were with us at the Baker building when we were in Baker. And... Um, I wanted to believe, and I believe I did believe. And 
uh, tried to foresee Chuck and Schwan and Bill and Melanie and others uh, what the Little Baker Church what could it become and I'm not sure my mind thought quite far enough quite big enough and broad enough to think that it would become this it's a privilege to be here to be behind this pulpit and to have stood in front of this amazing church for the past 30 years for you to hear all of the preaching the teaching to have heard the transparency uh, I wasn't just roasted last night uh, I felt like I was char brawl to brawl to well done but it concluded with our good and faithful servant I, that has a whole new meaning right there some kind of way uh, but there's one thing I walked away with last night in all of that roasting that went on at least you're listening and you pay attention to the 30th part of our the purpose of our church so thank you for listening and paying attention I didn't expect the cynicism in response to that. There's a photograph that I want so bad to put on the screen. I'm not going to do it, but I think it would be so fitting to put a, a photograph that was taken last night of my illustrious assistant pastor and one of my board members. I may do it. I may do it Wednesday night. Yeah, I may do it Wednesday night. We'll, we'll balance the scales just a little bit. I love this church, I love all of you, our trustee board, my ministry team, our worship team, our singers, musician, our lobby staff, our amazing Sunday school teachers, our wonderful youth group, moms and dads, everybody that makes this church what it is. Thank you, God bless you, and uh, I've made it very clear last night was not a retirement party. I thought last night that Jesus ministered for 33 and a half years and then he was crucified. I'd like for my retirement to be a little bit different than that, if y'all don't mind. Uh, but So maybe three more years, five more years, ten more years, who knows. Uh, I thought about being in ministry now 40 years. And uh, as of the calendar, been 40 years in ministry. And I thought about Moses was in the wilderness for 40 years. I can relate to that. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of symbolism. And I'm being a little bit silly right now, but I love you. Sister Murphy loves you more than you know. We believe in you people. And thank you for being all that you are. And Sister Murphy and I celebrate you this morning for being such an amazing church. Thank you very much. Stand with me this morning. Uh, we want to bring our speaker to the pulpit. I love this man. Brother Greg Albritton and I have known each other virtually all of our lives, as far back as we can remember. Uh, I know his parents, I uh, know his mom and dad, I know his grandparents uh, on his dad's side, I uh, know his uh, aunt and uncle, uh, know his sister, know this family. And uh, I don't know that there's a finer man that ever walked in shoe leather than Brother Greg's dad comes from a tremendous stock, tremendous legacy, if you will, and uh, he is completely sold out, as you all know, to ministry. The man loves God. He loves the kingdom of God, and uh, 
wonderful friend, great friend. Love him dearly. Would you welcome to the pulpit Brother Greg Aldridge as he comes? Brother Murphy, would you stay right here? Sister Murphy, would you come real quick? Amen. 30 years, would you come? Sister Murphy, come stand by your husband, please. Brother Murphy, would you come? Amen. 30 years. Is this on? Hello? Testing. Amen. I just, I want to give honor to a great couple. 30 years of pastoring in this community, Baker, for 16 years, and then Central for the last 14 years, giving their heart to following the calling of Almighty God, and um, use some words last night I want to use again, steady, faithful, consistent, lovers of truth, and lovers of people. And I want to take a moment to give honor where honor is due. Could you give a standing ovation to Brother and Sister Murphy? Amen. 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 Come on, just give a standing ovation. What God has done and what God is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've said it several times, and if I keep coming, I'll say it again, but extremely sentimental to me because I was raised just a mile down the road on Gurney Lane to know that there's a, a beautiful apostolic church, to know that you all meet every week right down the road from where I was raised. It's just very, very special. And then to be lifelong friends is even more special. Amen. God could have sent anybody to Central, but he brought you all and then I heard the story for the first time this week how y'all originally rented this campus and then when you look back in hindsight God ordained you were the ones that this campus belonged to and God let that unfold and I'm so so grateful for that we're going to pray a prayer over our friends here in just a moment but, but church and brother and sister Murphy I want you to know 30 years is a lot And I want to show this in, in pictures for just a moment using me at my expense, all right? So I'm your guest minister today. Could we put the first promo picture up today of our guest minister? That's me, Brother Greg Albritton. But if y'all don't think 30 years makes a difference, could we see our next promotional picture for today? Amen. 30 years makes a difference. Now, Brother Murphy, I want you to look real closely. That was real, son. I didn't have to go to a suntan bed. That was real, son. And if you don't think 30 years may make a difference, would you look at the next promotional picture? If I come back, if I come back in 30 years, <laughs> Then I want y'all to notice one more picture. This one's not me, but it makes such a true point. I want y'all to notice this with me. Being a pastor is not stressful. Duncan, age 22. Amen. I want to thank the man and the lady of God for their service to the kingdom of God. 
And I'll tell you what I feel would just be appropriate right now. If you would just extend your hand in this direction, ministry, if you can come. Let's just, I thank God for our friends. And I, I thank God for people that love and stand for truth and preach it in love, but preach truth. This apostolic truth, the word of God, the spirit of God that we love so much. God, we thank you for Brother and Sister Murphy, for their leadership for their steadfastness in this community, their steadfastness in the kingdom of God, their steadfastness in the body of Christ, their faithfulness, Lord. I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, right here in central Louisiana. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for an anchor for people's souls. I thank you for a foundation for people's lives. I thank you for a shelter and a covering, amen, for families and individuals in this community. I ask you to keep blessing Brother and Sister Murphy. Bless their steps. Bless their steps. Bless their health. Amen. Bless their life journey as they continue in the kingdom of God. We give you praise and we give you thanksgiving right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you one more hand clap of praise, dear God. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. And for the record, Brother Murphy, please put whatever picture that was up on Wednesday night. I would like to draw your attention to 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2. I'd like to look at verses... 17, 18, and 19. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 17, 18, 19. Welcome to all of you. This is your home church. So great to see you. If you're a guest and a friend, we're especially honored to see you today. And uh, so thankful for everyone being here on this, this special day. The young man Samuel in the first chapter of 1 Samuel was a miracle baby blessed by the Lord to his mother Hannah who could not have children prayed, God answered, gave her a child she dedicated that child to the house of the Lord literally we dedicate our children to the Lord say God we want you to lead their lives but she dedicated Samuel to the house of the Lord literally and brought him back when he um after he got a little bit older as a child and literally he lived at the temple with the priests and the leaders and, and became a young man that became a tremendous great leader in the nation of Israel. But the second chapter is after he's already been dedicated and he, he, he is on that journey. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 17, Wherefore? The sin of the young men was very great before the Lord. For men abhorred the offering of the Lord. So this verse is setting the stage that there were many that did not honor God. They didn't respect the things of God. But then it shifts and it says, but Samuel. ministered before the Lord. 
for every layer of wickedness, God's going to have somebody that's going to serve him, honor him, and follow him. Being a child, it says, of Samuel, girded with a linen ephod, he, he, he dressed as the priest and worshiped in the house of the Lord. Then you get into verse 19, and it says, Moreover, his mother. Now, he's living at the temple. His mom does not live there, but she got to make that journey at least once a year for feasts and sacrifice. And the Bible said his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifices. I'd like to minister today on the subject, a new coat for a new day. A new coat for a new day. Lord, we thank you so much for your presence. God, we thank you for your spirit and your anointing that we sense here in this room, a, a weightiness in the spirit, Lord. Pastor Murphy addressed that earlier, a weightiness of the spirit. A soberness. It's God's presence is here. His His working is in this atmosphere, Jesus. So we're asking you to have your way in these next few moments, Lord. We're asking you to speak to people's lives. We're asking you to give direction, guide, and shift some things if someone's life needs a shifting. Refuel someone if that's what is needed. Give a voice of direction, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Could we take one more moment, if you feel to, with me? Just slip your hands up across this room and just say, Lord, we give you the next few moments. I open my mind. I open my heart that if you would impress something, if you would speak, if you would lead, I would receive it, Lord. Let words come into this atmosphere. Let an anointing come into this church body today in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. I begin by simply sharing a story, and in sharing the story, you will um, you will know where the title and the direction of this message comes from. Years ago, he, he's gone on, passed on now, but there was an evangelist so unique in personality named Brother Charles Mahaney. Any of you ever remember or had privilege of being a part or hearing the ministry of Brother Charles Mahaney and very, very unique man who had received the Lord in a prison circumstance, and God had delivered him, and, and then he, he spent his life preaching the gospel and reaching people, and, and then very, very, he could be coarse. Sometimes he could, he could be uh, pretty strong in, in just some of his vernacular and, and a fun guy. And, and I had the privilege of connecting with Brother Mahaney a few times, and I see Brother Dale Pete here today. Good to see y'all. But one time I stayed at at, at Lake Charles, at, at, at Brother Ewing was the pastor there at Eastwood. I stayed in that little white house that's been removed now, but it was on the, the church grounds. I stayed there for six weeks, and it was a duplex, and, and the ladies in the church had bought me food that was supposed to last the whole week, sandwich stuff, food items, chips, and 
and but it was a duplex that shared a kitchen. And I'm there helping the youth for a few weeks, speaking in Sunday school and youth services. And, and they said, well, Brother Mahaney's coming in. He's going to be preaching and speaking at our Christmas banquet. And he is going to stay in the other part of the duplex. And I came in one afternoon, and all the food that had been given me to be eaten for the whole week was spread out on the table. And Brother Charlie Mahaney was eating all my food. And he said, well, young man, they tell me we're going to be staying together for a little while. And I'm just sitting there going, preacher, you're eating all my food. We had some great talks and great time together and uh, some fun, fun, fun stories. One time, Brother Mahaney was asked to preach a large conference in California in Stockton, California, that's called Landmark. Brother Haney was the pastor, and Landmark for the West Coast is kind of like because of the times that some of us are familiar with here in Louisiana. It was, it was, it was more of a ministry and uh, constituents and saints conference for the night services. It may have three, three thousand people at the services uh, coming, preachers and church families, and and. And then the daytime, you know, it would be a smaller crowd. But Brother Mahaney had been asked to preach the night service. And he said God did not give him direction of a message to preach. Absolutely did not. Any of you preachers ever had that experience? No? Anybody? That will work you over as a preacher more than just about anything else, right? Amen. I... I, I've had circumstances where I prayed more, sought God more, stayed in my Bible all day, didn't leave a hotel room all day, six, seven, eight hours going, you talked to me last week, you talked to me last service, now why are the heavens so silent? Why is God withholding? And I've had those circumstances where, where God gives you last minute message and you go in Jesus' name and Maybe God does that to keep us trusting him or let us know it's, it's not in, in our power. So Brother Mahaney was having one of those circumstances. Yet it's thousands that he's about to stand in front of. It's all the way to the singing. They're singing. And he says he's having this conversation on the platform. Now, Lord... I won't talk like him because he used words like stupid and idiot, you know, and all that. He, he, he's like probably talking to himself saying, now, stupid, how'd you get yourself into this? He's on the platform looking spiritual, but knowing he don't have one thing to say when he steps to that platform, to that pulpit. And so he says he's having this conversation with himself. How did I even get into this? And he's having conversations with God saying, you know. That after this song, they're going to introduce me to preach. And I need you to say something. And he said it was on the last choir song. Choir just singing beautifully. And he said, and all of a sudden, he said, out of nowhere, he just had this question. It felt like from the Lord in his brain 
He had a question that simply said to him, reference in our text, when Hannah would bring little Samuel a new coat every year, why did she do that? He's like, Lord, I don't have time for a theological discussion right now. I don't have time to figure out why that lady brought that little boy a new coat every year. They're going to invite me to preach in two minutes now. And I need, and Samuel, amen. Why did Samuel get a new coat every year? And he said, Lord, I'm about to preach. Quit asking me this question. Why are you wanting to have this discussion now? And he said it went all the way up until the exact moment that they said, and we would like, we're so honored to have Brother Charles Mahaney to come be our preacher tonight for this great conference. And he said at about the time he was about to leave his seat, he said the Lord said, and I don't think the Lord put the ending on it, he said, but the Lord said because his old one didn't fit him anymore, stupid. And he walked to the podium and he preached that God will give us a mantle and God will give us an anointing for today, for what we need for this hour, for what we need for the what the world is facing at this moment. And so I just want to come into this atmosphere. Last night, didn't get a lot of sleep at the hotel room, but I felt like the Lord just impressed me so very strongly. We're going to thank him for the last 30 years, and we thank him for the faithful service, and we thank him for what I thank God for every revival. I thank God for every message in the Purpose Series. I thank God, amen, for every anointing that's come into this house. Amen. But I'm asking the Lord, would you give us a new mantle for this day? Would you give us a new anointing and a fresh oil and a fresh word for this day? She brought him a new coat because he was a young man growing and his coat from last year just didn't fit anymore. Man, we had a couple young men in Alexandria. When they hit their growth spurt, I think they grew three inches a month. I don't know how their mom kept them in pants and or shoes. God has never going to be caught off guard. Never imagined. Heard elders preach when I was younger and sometimes you go, well, yeah, that's, that's good preaching. But I'll just stand before you and say I can't imagine what this generation is facing. The things that's unfolded in just the last few decades and the shifts that never seem to stop. Anybody in the house? Amen. Never seem to stop. The pressures. The Bible said, 2 Timothy, Paul said that Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. 
I know his present world was a real issue. But I would like to say that our present world is also a real issue. I, I know the world was always the world and the pressures of the world and the pressures against truth and the pressures against Christ was strong even in Christ's day. But I want to bring to our attention something from Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. The Bible says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil is come down to you having great wrath. This is Revelation 12, verse 12. It says, the devil, woe to the inhabitants. This is from the last book, Revelation. The devil has come down having great wrath because he knows that his time is short. One version says he is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Does anybody in this room feel like we're living in the last days? Can anybody understand and agree with the preacher today, amen, that it seems like hell has a fury because he knows, amen, the end of time is soon to come. I stand in this pulpit and preach the same anointing that worked in Baker 30 years ago, the same anointing that's worked on this campus for the last 14 years is an anointing that's going to come on us and come on this church and come on our families in a brand new way. I can't comprehend all the things that we're facing. I can't comprehend all the I can't comprehend all that's going on. And I'm not just going to go into a lot of details, but the things that has happened in just the last few years where it seemed like in, in the terms of morality, in the terms of sexuality, in the terms of what these young people are facing, even a decade ago you thought, goodness, this is wild, this is a lot, this is crazy. And now in the last five years you can see stuff's on steroids. It's, it's, it's the pressures and things that you never thought you would have to think about, things that you never thought you would have to address are being addressed, and it's the pressures of the age and, and the connectivity through, through our, all of our devices. It just, it just brings it all to the forefront. I can't, I'll say it again, I can't even comprehend. I, I'm, I'm getting into the elder phase. I'm 58 years old, amen, and, 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 and I can't even comprehend. That's just a, a few decades removed from them. seems that the Bible is so true on this point that hell has great fury because he knows his time is short. But I want to present to you, to me, it's one of the greatest promises in the Word of God. And that's this phrase from the book of Romans, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So that tells me if sin in this world gets to this level, then God's grace gets to this level. Amen. If the things of this world, the evil ways, pressing against the truth, pushing against revival, pushing against people's lives and homes. 
If it gets to this level, God's grace is at a higher level. That tells me the pace of this world can never outpace God. The pressures of this world can never outpressure God. The pressures on your life can never be greater than God. Where sin abounds, grace did much more. And I would say God's grace and Grace Church. Let Grace Church keep rising to the occasion, rising to the moment. In another location in the Gospels, the Bible says, speaking from the Lord, my grace is somebody help me my grace is his grace is sufficient I looked that word sufficient up one time let me tell you what it means sometimes the dictionary will have a three sentence definition because it needs all those words but this wasn't one of them when I looked up the word sufficient the one that I looked up was a one-word answer, enough. God just said, my grace is enough. Well, aren't you going to define enough of what? Don't have to because it doesn't matter what it is. My grace is enough. Aren't you going to talk about what it? No, nah, I don't have to. My grace is enough. Amen. I speak to somebody in this room today. Amen. His grace is enough. I speak to somebody in this house today. His mantle of anointing is enough. I speak over your family today. His power to make a difference in your life is enough. Well, Brother Greg, you don't know what my family's going through. You don't know what we're facing. You don't know what we're up against. You're right, I don't. But I know my God, and I know his strength is enough. I know his grace is enough. I know his presence I had a ladder, I'd climb it today. And I'd say, this, this is how big the issue is. God's grace is just a little bit higher. His grace is greater. His presence and his strength and his anointing is enough. Could we lift our hands in this room right now and just honor our Jesus right now? God, you're bringing into this house, you're bringing into someone's life, you're bringing a coat for this day, you're bringing a mantle of anointing for this moment, you're bringing something into their life for this, this moment. Even at the banquet last night, and I'll leave the conversation private, Someone in this congregation just carrying something very weighty, working through circumstances of life, very heavy. I say again, his anointing, his grace, his strength is enough for what you face. Well, Brother Greg, seems like the hell's furious come against my home. Seems like hell's furious pressing against. His grace is enough. The Apostle Paul 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 9, it said God spoke to him. And said, the phrase I just referenced, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. God said, when you are dealing with weakness, I can show my strength. And then Paul says, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities that his power Amen. I'm talking to somebody in this room. You may feel like you don't have enough or you're not enough. And Paul said, when I realized that, I realized I'm going to glory in that. I don't have enough strength, so I get to get yours. I don't have enough power, so I get to get yours. I don't have enough understanding, but I get to get yours. He said, I'm going to glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. His grace is enough and his strength is enough. Would you stand with me today? So I just stand before you on this Sunday morning honoring 30 years of leadership. If the Lord tarries I believe in this moment, God has the next 30 years. I don't, I don't see how we're going to be here for 30 more years. But if we are here for 30 more days, 30 more months, or 30 more years, as we stand honoring pastor and pastor's wife, honoring folks who have led and shepherded this church. We stand honoring, but God's also standing saying, I got next. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. I thought about it recently, and I know preachers kind of preach every, you know, you get illustrations from everything. You may not think that Having your car pulled in, getting an oil change can be a spiritual moment. But it kind of felt spiritual to me getting an oil change. Modern cars, you get your oil, your oil change about every 5,000 miles. So I'm sitting there getting an oil change and I'm thinking, this little 5 to 10 minute stop is representing 10,000 miles of my life. What do you mean, Brother Greg? Well, that old oil just carried me through a whole lot. Went through a lot of miles and a lot of journeys on that oil there draining out. And I'm thankful for every mile, and I'm thankful it carried me. But it started getting thin, and I needed some fresh oil. And so they're draining the old oil out, 
and then they're going to replace that valve and open up the valve on the top, and they're going to put in some brand new oil, and that brand new oil says, whatever miles we got to face, I'm here to help. Amen. Whatever you're about to go through, we got you covered. Amen. That that, that, that oil change represented the last few months of my life, and it was going to represent the next few months of my life. I've been through a few things in my life, and there's times I said, God, thank you for everything you've carried me through. Thank you for every miracle that's come in my life. Thank you for every time you carried me when I didn't know how I was going to make it. Thank you, Jesus, for your deliverance. Thank you for your anointing. But when I'm getting an oil change, it's like God is saying, but I'm also going to be with you whatever you face next month and whatever comes against you or whatever valley you face or go. Hallelujah. So that's kind of explains what I, I feel God, his presence, saying and what he's about to do in this room for a few moments as we say thank you I believe a mantle will settle over this congregation praying for my friends that a mantle settles on the ministry and I pray a mantle settles on brother and sister Murphy that God says that coat was for last year but I'm preparing you for the next tell you what I'd like to do right now I just feel a sweetness and a peace of the Lord is going to minister in this room I'd like for as many as will just come and stand as family this is your home church this is your church family if you're a guest you're, you, we're so thankful you're here with us everyone is family in God's kingdom amen I would like for you if you feel comfortable if you're not if you're a guest and you don't feel comfortable please know just stand right there in your, your seat please know you're welcome to stand right there. If you're a member of this church and, and you just say, Brother, Brother Greg, I'd feel more comfortable just standing here. That's perfectly fine. But I'd love for us. And if you don't mind, some of you come kind of fill in these gaps. Get close. Amen. If a couple of y'all could just maybe take a couple of steps, just get close. There's an anointing that's coming on this house. you just by showing of your hand would just say brother Greg I wouldn't mind a new coat for this day my last coat had a lot of blessings but I need one that fits me for now oh I just felt the Holy Ghost so, so sweet and peaceful I need a mantle for now Maybe if you want to put it in the oil chains, Brother Greg, I'm thankful for my last part of my journey, but I, I need some strength for this part of the journey. I speak it to this congregation. I speak it to my friends. I speak it to Pastor Murphy and Sister Murphy. I would like a new coat. Jesus, I pray in the next few minutes, just by your presence, 
You let a mantle of anointing, a fresh mantle, a fresh anointing. Slip your hands up across this room. That's a sign of surrender and worship. We're not jumping, hollering, and screaming. We don't have to be right now. I just sense there's a there's a mantle coming right now. It's so it's so so quiet in the spirit, but so strong. Something's just gonna settle on you. Where you feel it's appropriate and already seen what well, I'm doing it, would you take the hand of one beside you? Or would you put your hand on their shoulders? God's about to give fresh oil to somebody right now. God's about to let a mantle of, of the Spirit come on somebody right now. God's about to settle something on some families or some homes right now. It, it's not high pressure. It's not high pressure. It's not some big push. It's just simply, God, I'm asking you to let a mantle come on every home right now. I'm asking you to let something settle over everyone's walk with you right now. I'm asking you to go into the leadership of this church and let something fresh come on. Amen. Brother Cooper, Brother Bunch, our, our friends and ministry in this church, let it come on their families. Let it come on, Brother and Sister Murphy. Let it come on the Watleys. Let it come on the Last year's coat was great, but it's just not fitting so perfect anymore. God said, I've got a new anointing for you. Last year's word was great, but it's running a little bit thin. God said, I got a new word for you. fresh oil come. There's a lot of miles represented in this altar right now. You're representing what God's brought you through, but you also represent where you're going. You're also representing where you're going next.
church body, Lord Jesus. Let our mantle come. Let fresh oil come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, let our mantle come. Let fresh oil come. this congregation let a fresh mantle settle over your spiritual shoulders let a fresh mantle settle over your spiritual shoulders right now let a fresh covering from above anointing in this room. I'd like for y'all to just play real quietly for just a moment. 
And I'd like for you all to pray together for a moment. There's an anointing even on this platform in the media booth. Amen. Just take a pause and pray together in this room while they play, pray quietly. I know we pray quietly, but would you let your voice lift up again? Would we reach out together? Amen. Another moment in this congregation. Can you do that? Again, if you feel to connect with a brother beside you, if you feel connect with a family member close to you, there's anointing oil that's settling into people's lives. There's a fresh mantle from the Spirit that's coming. Just connect right now. Now, would you let your voice be lifted for a moment? Some of you are crying out to God right now. I pray a, a fresh, a fresh mantle. I pray a new coat for this day. God, even in the media booth, let fresh oil come. God, on this platform, let fresh oil come. God, on this platform, let some fresh oil come, Jesus. That's okay. On the platform, I speak fresh oil that you give somebody a new coat for this day. In this altar, I speak that you give somebody a fresh coat for this day. One that fits the circumstances. One that fits the circumstances. One that, that's it. Let your cry come out. Let your prayer come out. Let something come from your heart right now. There's a mantle settling over you. There's fresh oil coming into you. There's a mantle coming over you. There's fresh oil coming into you. There's a mantle settling over you. There's a mantle settling over you. God, let a fresh coat for this day. Let a fresh coat for this day. One that fits the circumstances that we're dealing with now. Let that coat come. Let that mantle of anointing come. That's gonna fit this part of the journey. Got oil to prepare us for what's 